Hey you guys, welcome back to my show. I am Nicole Winston and I really want to thank you all so much for supporting me. If you have any questions, suggestions, or comments, feel free to reach out to me on Anchor, Facebook, or Instagram. Also, a reminder that I am visually impaired, so everything in my life talks. If you hear Siri in the background, do not be alarmed. One more thing. When I talk about celebrities, I'm not doing a documentary. I am just voicing my opinion on different interviews they have done or songs they may have performed or different movies they may have appeared in. That's all I'm doing. I might give background information about the celebrity, but that's pretty much it. All right, let's get going. In this episode, I'm talking about Beyonce again. I am ranking her albums from eight to one. And this does include the Carters album that her and Jay-Z did together back in 2018. Let go. So for me, number eight will be The Gift by The Lion King. I do love the fact that Beyonce was able to reach out to different artists and make a beautiful album. I love the African rhythm that the album maintains. I just don't really care for her voice on this album. And to be honest with you, I like only two songs off the entire album. I like Brown Skin Girl, the song she did with her daughter, Blue Ivy. You hear Blue Ivy in the beginning of the song singing. And I like Move Forever. That's pretty much it. The song she did with Jay-Z. I also watched the documentary of the album. You kind of hear... Beyonce in the background recording the album and Jay-Z kind of chimes in and records his part. I don't think that Jay-Z was going to be on that song at first, but he just started rapping and Beyonce was like, okay, you know, okay, I'm feeling that. So again, I like the meaning behind the album. I love the fact that she kind of add that African style into the album but it's my least favorite I'm not really a big fan of that album and believe me you guys I know we have some Beyonce stands out there and y'all eyes Miss B can't do no wrong but remind you all she's human like everybody else so, and again, this is only my opinion. There's no facts. Only my opinion. Okay. So, the second album that I'm ranking, number seven, is The Carters. Everything is love. I didn't too much care for that album. I do like a couple of more songs off the album. I do like... Summer 
the first song off the track that her and Jay-Z recorded together. I thought that was a real nice Jamaican feel and you can kind of hear Beyonce kind of being flirty with her husband, telling him to come inside to show her, <laughs> to show him how she feels. So I like that song. I like Boss. That's a real nice song. Well, yeah, it, to me, it's mediocre. I think that to a degree in a lot of songs, Beyonce overdid the Jamaican type of feel to me but overall that's a nice song I didn't really care for a nice it sounded like they were I don't know it just sounded like she was she kind of sounded like a man on that album it was okay I really wasn't too crazy about it to me, I think that Beyonce and Jay-Z were being a little immature, poking fun at a lot of people. And it's really amazing how they can poke fun at somebody. But if anyone else pokes fun at them, the world gets crazy. So, I don't know. That album was okay. Happy and love. Well, no, it was called Love Happy. Ha- love Happy was an okay song. I like some of the things Beyonce was saying, what Jay-Z was saying, but I don't know. I really wasn't a big fan of that album. So I listened to it a couple of times. As a matter of fact, when different bloggers were talking about it, I bet I was one of the first ones to go and check out that album because I was excited. Beyonce and Jay-Z doing an album together? Okay. Man, that was something that I was waiting on forever. And I kind of wish they would have done that in the beginning of their career. Truth be told, because I feel like it was a little more, a little bit more pure. So that's just my opinion. But if you guys feel like they waited at the right time to record an album together, then that's all good, too. Number six on my list is B-Day. Beyonce actually recorded that album in two weeks. She would be in the studio for 12 hours a day and she would record three songs a day. I think she recorded 22 songs for that particular album. And in the beginning, it was 11 songs on the album. And then after a while, she released a deluxe version to where she added some more songs and she also added her singing the songs in Spanish, which to me was a great move. I will admit that. And she did sound really good singing those songs in Spanish. So when Beyonce came out with Deja Vu in June of that year, I thought, okay, I like the song. I didn't love it. I liked it. I liked the beats. 
but it seemed like she was trying too hard to hit certain notes in that particular song. I do like Jay-Z's verse on that song. I also love when she was performing Irreplaceable Live. That's what made me go out and want to get that album. I actually ran to the store to grab that album before I went to work that particular day. It reminds me of the time when I was in school and Destiny's Child came out with Survivor and I begged one of my friends to go and get it for me. I gave her the money and I'm like, please go get the album for me. And so I came to school the next day and she had the album and I was so excited. I even opened the CD and everybody was staring at the cover. My classmates was passing it around. And I will say that at that time, that really wasn't my favorite Destiny's Child album. DC3 was okay, but it wasn't my favorite. And that's how I feel about this album, B-Day. And I speak on this too. I speak on how most celebrities they're very hungry in the beginning of their career. You can tell they're really giving their all in their craft. But it seems as though towards the, towards the end or when they become pretty famous, they stop caring as much. They don't really put a lot of effort in their career. And I will say this. I'm going to be honest and say that to me, Beyonce never really gave off that energy. She never gave off the off that energy like, okay, I made it. Now I'm B. So I can just throw out music or just throw out a movie or a commercial. You really can't tell her work effort. You really can. But I just didn't really care for this album. This was recorded in two weeks and to me I can tell that it was recorded in two weeks. Now, most people were giving her praise for the album. I just didn't really care for it. But one thing about Beyonce, even if I don't care for a song when it's recorded, she will kill that song live. Her voice, the band, her backup singers, she really can put on the show. So... Even if I didn't really care for Deja Vu, the recorded version, when she performed it at the BET Awards, she really did kill it. And she did look really nice in her dress. I will say that. And I'm like, okay, Beyonce, that's what I'm talking about. Do your thing. So, yeah, I didn't really care for B-Day. I didn't really like Sugar Mama. That wasn't my favorite. I didn't really care for that song really at all. I understand she was trying to put like a 70s twist to that song. That's great. I like how artists does kind of add more of a 70s type of style to some of their music. You know, because you want to stay with that R&B type of style. That's a beautiful thing. But I really didn't care for it. I never even heard her sing that song live so if anyone have a version of Beyonce singing 
Sugar Mama Live, send it to me so I can hear it. I'm sure she'll kill it. Resentment, to me, in the beginning, she really sounded like an angel. But towards the middle of that song, it sounded like Beyonce was going to church. And it really feel like, I didn't really get the feeling that she was in that R&B mode anymore. I like the way the song started. I like the melody. I like the music, the instruments. I loved all that. But in the middle of that song, it, it just sounded like she was just yelling to me. But towards the end of the song, she went back to that R&B type of feel, which I liked. Now, Jasmine Sullivan also has a version to that song, which I love. You know, it's a different type of feel. And I play it a lot. And don't get me wrong, I do love Beyonce's version of Resentment as well. They do have, they have their own different style. And... I will say, play it, you know, buy the song. But at that time, I'm thinking to myself, she's taking me to church. But I don't know. Irreplaceable, when she performed that song live, I wanted to go and just hug her and say, girl, you are killing it, okay? She owns that song. Man, I love that. Get Me Body. That song is amazing. I like the extended remix on it. I like how you're able to just get into the mood and just dance and just have a good time. I do like that. But a lot of the songs, they just seem so sad. And it, it did kind of make us feel like, wow, is B&J going through something? Because there were a lot of depressing songs on that particular album. You know, Green, green Light, man... So, I do love Beautiful Liar. She had it where it was a Spanglish version, where she's singing in English and Spanish. Also, Shakira was on another version of that song. And then she had a version where she's just singing, and it's just a regular version. She had a song on there with, what is his name? Well, Mark Anthony, they have a song together. That was real nice. She sung it in Spanish. But, again, it's just not one of my favorite albums by her. She did put Listen on there by Dreamgirls, which, again, I love. Well, I like the song. It's a real nice song. And she also put that song back up on there, which I do love that song. That song is real nice, you know. So... I don't know, B-Day, that's a real nice song. And let me just say this, in the early 2000s, we still were playing CDs. So if you play an album too much, you can possibly end up damaging the album. So you have to go and buy another album. I had told my friend around that time, if I actually scratch this CD, I will not go out and buy another Beyonce B-Day album. I won't be doing that when she got my money. <laughs> also, let me just say this. She also, she have a song on that album called Kissing You, which I thought was so beautiful. So beautiful. 
And I am kind of sad because a singer, Desiree, recorded that song prior. And Beyonce did ask Desiree, can she record that song? And Desiree's team said, sure, go ahead and record that song, but do not do a video for it. So Beyonce decided to do a video for that song, and they had to basically scrap that song completely off her album. So B Day was on the album was on a shelf for three weeks and they took it off and had to restock it without that song with Desiree. And if you don't know who Desiree is, she had a song. I can't really play any songs on my podcast. So I hope you guys can look her up. It's called You Gotta Be. All right, number five on my list is, well, her fifth studio album, B-Day. When Beyonce decided that she was going to do a visual album, no one knew. She surprised us in the year of 2013, and I thought to myself, okay, B, because if y'all remember, at the beginning of the year, let me see. I believe was I believe it was in the summertime of that year. I don't know. But she premiered a song called Grown Woman. It was for the Pepsi commercial as well. And what's so crazy is the fans were actually upset with her because they thought that she was going to have an actual CD come out. So they were kind of losing their mind online, calling her out her name. It was ridiculous. And I thought to myself, you guys, it's not that serious, okay? Let the girl do what she has to do. (laughs) You know, Grown Woman was a smash, and she surprised us in the end with her subtitle album, Beyonce. I liked the fact that she took us behind the scenes. She had a documentary, and she was talking about how she recorded Partition Basically, that was a freestyle. So she was in a studio with the engineer, and she was hearing the beat, and she liked the way it was like snapping and popping, so to speak. And so she basically told the engineer, give me the microphone and press record. And she just started to freestyle. I will say that in the beginning, I didn't really care for partition. That really wasn't my favorite. But the wow, I began to fall in love with the song. And I thought, okay, she sold me on this one. Again, when Beyonce, beco- when Beyonce performs live, she is really giving it her all. And I will have to admit, when she was performing live and wearing that cat suit and just dancing her little heart out and singing that song, <laughs> you really couldn't deny that. She did a great job. I think I like practically every song on that album. I do know that she did a song with Drake called Mine. That song to me was okay. It wasn't my favorite. But I was paying attention to the lyrics when she was just saying that she didn't really feel like herself. 
since she had the baby. So I thought to myself, wow, she's really kind of expressing some of the th- some of the things she's feeling. And that's why I say when it comes to different celebrities, even if they're private, you can kind of have an idea how they're feeling through their craft. If they're a singer, they might sing about certain things they're feeling. And you just have an idea from there what they're thinking and how they're feeling. And I just think that with Beyonce, she was expressing how she was feeling when she was singing mine with her and Drake. Beyonce and Drake have a diff- another song, too, that they never finished. It's called Can I? And all you hear is Beyonce just saying, can I? And then you hear Drake rapping. And she says, baby. So <laughs> I don't know if that was the whole song, but I'm like, okay, are they going to finish that song? Are they going to release it? What's going on? I also like, actually, it was my sister. My sister, Princess, she's the one that really showed me drunk in love. Now, my sister, Princess, she's not really like a big, big Beyonce fan. But there are certain songs she may like and she'll show it to me. But, yeah, when she showed me drunk in love, I was like, let me hear this song and see what Beyonce is talking about, Drunk in Love. <laughs> I to admit, I love that song. It's really, it's really a beautiful song. It's soulful. The beat is beautiful. Timbaland did his thing on that song. And she even showed some behind the scenes footage of Jay-Z rapping his verse. And also, I will say that my little niece, Akira, that was her song, too. Oh, my goodness. She used to love that song. She was so little drunken, yeah, yeah, you know. (laughs) So, yeah, I do like that song a lot. Heaven was also a really beautiful song. Now, allegedly, I don't know if it's true, so I'm going to say allegedly, that song was dedicated to the babies that she lost and that year my uncle passed away so that song came out the right time for me it was really a beautiful song I actually witnessed somebody singing that song on YouTube his name was Cortez Carr and to me he sound amazing. I will admit that he did an amazing job singing that song. So, yeah, Heaven was one of my favorite songs, or is one of my favorite songs off the self-titled album. And let me see. Beyonce also had a video for every song because, like I said, It was a visual album, so you were able to kind of look at all the videos and also hear the song. Most times when a singer would do an album, you had to wait a while for them to probably do a video for that particular song. Now, I will say, since I am not able to see, I can't really tell you how 
the videos are. I can't tell you what I think about the videos because i never seen them. My other favorite song off the album was called Haunted. I do like the way it started when she's singing Ghost in the beginning. And when she's done singing Ghost, you hear her singing Haunted. I love that song. As a matter of fact, that song was actually in the movie Fifty Shades of Grey. So, yeah, that song was real nice. One of my favorites. Actually, her Beyonce sing that song live at one of her concerts. I think she was just singing that entire album with this particular concert. As a matter of fact, MTV allowed Beyonce to have a 13-minute performance. And... I don't know, it was okay. You could tell that her and Jay-Z was going through some things. It wasn't her worst performance. It wasn't her best performance. It was okay. So, yeah, Haunted is definitely one of my favorite songs off that album. So, let me see. My second favorite trying to think because I was just thinking about the time when Beyonce was performing at the MTV Awards that particular year and when she was done performing she got an award so I think that career ride career wise goodness everything was going great for her but you can tell that her love life was kind of falling apart and I was excited because in the year 2014 they announced a tour that her and Jay-Z was going to actually um, go on and I was I thought okay it's going to be great Beyonce and Jay-Z on a tour together it's going to be a great thing so yeah, I think I like basically every song off the fifth album. I don't really have no duds for that particular album. So yeah, kudos to you, Beyonce. You really did put your all into that particular album. It was so great that I actually wanted to sing Haunted on my YouTube channel. So yeah, kudos to you for that one. You really did put your time and your effort in that album. Number four on my list is her third studio album, which is I Am Sasha Fierce. So she basically had a two-disc CD. The first part... It's called I Am, and there are more R&B tracks on that album. And then Sasha Fears is more of an upbeat tempo. Now, I was, I was very excited when I Am came out because I thought, I asked one of my friends, I said, what is Beyonce doing? What's going on? Because this is 20, 2008. 
So I'm thinking to myself, now Beyonce, she drops an album practically every year. What's going on? What's happening? Find out that Beyonce went and got married and she was doing B, living her her life. And in that year, 2008, she came out with I Am, Sasha Fears. So, I do like Diva. When I first heard Diva, I was scared of that song. I was like, y'all better not mess with her. She coming for (laughs) y'all. Do not mess with Beyonce. She is a diva and she is letting it be known. I am a diva. Okay? But I love that song. That is one of my favorite, favorite songs by Beyonce of all time, really. When she performed that song live, I love it. When she is, when I hear it, the recorded version, I love it. That is one of my favorite songs by Beyonce. Now, I heard a blogger say earlier today that they didn't too much care for radio or video phone. And you know what? That's his opinion. I can't tell him not to dislike that song but those were two of my favorite songs off that album I even like it when she did the remix with Lady Gaga with video phone I love those two songs I think that radio was very creative it talks about how she's really in love with music how she's in love with just Sitting in her room, and when a when her song come on, she turns the radio up. <laughs> you know, reminds me of when I was a kid, how my grandmother would say she in love with that radio. So I think that's a real nice song. I like the way the beat is. If you watch her I Am DVD, you can actually hear. A baby crying when radio is playing so you hear Beyonce singing and then it'll stop and you hear this baby in the background crying and you hear the radio saying the countdown is on kind of like that <laughs> so I am assuming that the baby was Beyonce you know and it's just saying that even as a baby she loved her music so I like video phone. I like radio. I like video phone. Had nice, you know, um, hip hop beat to it. She was getting down on it. If you went to her concert and you saw her performing I Am Tour concert, she was in her heels and she was put your hands up. If you feel me, y'all, put your hands up. Like she was really into it. So. I love that song. And it was her, I think she was just kind of being flirty, you know, with her man, Jay-Z. And if not, whoever it was, it was all in fun. Even if it wasn't anybody, the point was, it's a nice song to sing. And she's saying, you know, don't fight this. You know, when I hit, when I miss your call, I hit you right back. <laughs> and, you know, to me, for me, a video phone was still pretty new. Because I just got my iPhone. So, let me see. 
no, no, I lied. I didn't get my iPhone until 2012. So yeah, a video phone was becoming pretty popular. So yeah, she's like, yo, when I call, they better see me on your video screen. So I liked the song. I thought it was a great song. One of my favorite songs off the album, which is my favorite song by Beyonce of all time, is Smash Into You. I love, 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 love that song. I love that song. But let me just say this. And all again, this is my opinion, okay? No facts. So Beyonce stands be nice <laughs> when I heard Beyonce sing smash into you live I didn't really care for the live version of that song I didn't really care for it it didn't really knock my socks off but I love that song that's one of my favorites and also that song was in her that movie called Obsessed the movie she did with Idris Alba at the end of the movie, you hear that song come on, and it just sounded so beautiful. So, I do love that song. That song is real nice. Smash into you. Sound like, I won't say it's the worst song in the world. I will say that it was real soothing. It's real beautiful. It's not a song that I play every day, but... You know, I like it. It's okay. Yes, yeah, all right. Sweet Dreams, you can tell that was more of a pop, 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 pop song. That song that I play here in Chicago on the Urban Station, it actually played on 103.5 Kiss FM. So when Latoya Luckett came out with Regret and Sweet Dreams was actually out, Somebody made us a comment by saying, okay, so LaToya got a nice song out. Now, Beyonce's father is going to try to make her come out with a song called A Hot Song Now. But she had one. It just wasn't on the urban stations here, like WGCI or V103. That song was playing on Kiss FM. My favorite song of to listen to by Beyonce also is single ladies so that song actually had to grow on me as well i really wasn't a big fan of that song not because of the concept of it because believe me the meaning of the song was real i love what she was saying she was telling women to stop allowing these men to treat us like we're just objects to stop allowing these men to get the milk out the cow put a ring on it you know don't just settle for less don't just settle for settle for being his roommate his <laughs> just paying the rent you know put a ring on it so i do love the meaning behind it i just didn't really care for the song at first but when i heard her perform that song live i believe it was on 106 in part it was those drums that got my attention. Those drums were crazy. And I thought, oh, wow, I'm, I'm in love with this song. This is it. <laughs> yes. So 
after a while, when that song came on, I used to get up and that's my workout song. That is my, yeah, put a ring on it. Let a man know, put a ring on his finger. And just stop allowing, again, these men to treat you, to treat women like they're just objects. We're just someone you can just use and then toss to the side. Appreciate who we are. But again, like my dad told me today, you have the power to make that change. So, yeah, I love put a ring on it. If I were a boy, when I first heard if I were a boy, I was so excited because I thought, okay, Beyonce is back with some music. Now we cooking. It didn't really move me like that because I felt like. She was trying to upstage Sierra because Sierra had a song out prior called Like a Boy. And I feel like Beyonce was saying, well, I need to do a song like that, too, because can nobody upstage me? So, yeah, I do. I mean, I like the song. I like the I'm really in love with ad libs. I love backup vocals. There are times when I will actually try to just play a song to just hear the backup vocals because it does sound so amazing. I do love, oh man, a good ad-lib. Sometimes the smallest part of a song can be my favorite part in a song. (laughs) And you know what? I will play these songs on my podcast, but again, Anchor does not allow us to play songs at all. I even tried to play one off Spotify and they want me to remove it. So I can't really even show you what part I like in the song. Number three on my list is the Lemonade album. When Lemonade came out, the only way you were able to actually hear Lemonade is if you bought it. Now, every other album you were able to kind of hear on different different um, platforms, like Apple would actually let you hear an album, YouTube. So with Lemonade, you had to actually buy it. I will say that before Lemonade was actually out for you to buy it, Beyonce did allow people to watch it on HBO. So you were actually able to sit and watch the entire album that particular weekend. So that was real nice. They say that all 12 songs made the billboard, but I really don't understand why all 12 songs made the billboard I really kind of feel that Beyonce and Jay-Z were just trying to make money I really hope that I'm wrong because again we as women want to feel like we can relate to some of these celebrities thinking, man, okay, you got your heart broken. I know how that feels. Okay, so Beyonce went through this pain, 
but she survived. Now, the reason why I said Beyonce, this album was number three to me, I liked the way she kind of talks about her heartache. But as time goes on, she speaks about how she is still able to keep on surviving and keep on thriving for better, that they're going to be okay. And my favorite song off the album is Six Inch. That's featuring The Weeknd. I love that song. I love the harmony behind that song. And also, it's a sample that she got from I Know What You Did Last Summer soundtrack, which is also one of my favorite songs. So I do love that album. It's number three on my list. I liked how she kind of expressed how she felt. Because I'm thinking to myself, wow, if Beyonce really slept all day, when did she have time to work? Because... Turn around, Beyonce was always working. She said it herself. She said, I work so hard, I wouldn't even go to the bathroom. I forget to eat, and I forget that my staff has to eat and go to the bathroom as well. So I am kind of curious about that, Beyonce. When did you ever have time to really be depressed? You know, maybe you channel that, maybe you channel that depression in your work. And so, <laughs> the song Hold Up if you think about the video she says she levitated and the part that kind of made most folks kind of shake their head is when she said she plugged her menses with the pages of the bible so basically Beyonce was saying that she took the Bible tore out some pages, rolled them up like a tampon, and put them in her private area, like a tampon, pretty much. Which I don't understand why she would do that. I don't understand that. I'm trying to make things make sense. I understand that when you're in Hollywood, things happen. So... Maybe it's just me, but I never understood that and no one else really has either. I will be honest with you. I wasn't going to even tap into the Lemonade album at first. I thought, you know what? If it ever comes out where I can hear it, then I'll hear it. But it was my cousin on Facebook who actually showed the video, Sorry. And I began to listen to Sorry. I thought to myself, wow. And this song is revealing a lot. Just this one song. But I love Sorry. I do like that. It's not one of my favorite top 10 Beyonce songs. But I like the song a lot. And then when she performed it live, the way she kind of let the band kind of ad-lib and the way she... And live with the band as well. I do like that. They also had a sorry demo, which I do like that. But I'm glad they put that version on the album. So 
yeah, sorry. And then my other song I liked by her was called Don't Hurt Yourself off that album. <laughs> Woo! Towards the end, you know, she's like, this is your final warning. You know I'll give you life. If you try this shit again, you're going to lose your wife, you know. So I thought Beyonce so not playing. Jay-Z, Sean Carter better get it together, okay? So, yeah, Lemonade is not my, it's number three to me, yeah. I like Lemonade, but again, I just hope that they weren't trying to use that as a way to make to make money because the thing is after Beyonce recorded Lemonade she stopped doing interviews and I understand that a person is going through pain when you're dealing with that kind of hurt it is very hard to talk about when someone cheats on you it does make you feel really small you do feel broken Especially when you love that person. So, I can understand that. But part of me feels like this was some marketing brand. Because it's it's just really funny how Jay-Z is the only one doing interviews. That's the part that I find so interesting. (laughs) And he's talking about what, how he feel when Lemonade came out. And the part he played and putting the paint on Beyonce's face but it's like okay do we get the chance to actually have Beyonce at least do a documentary about how she feels I might get the fact that she did documentary about the actual she did Lemonade album but can we ask certain questions will she answer certain questions in a separate documentary that's what I'm saying, because we all kind of found it hard to believe that Jay-Z was even cheating in the first place, <laughs> you know? So I never thought that Jay-Z would cheat on Beyonce. I really thought Beyonce is not playing with him. He better get it together, because if he don't, she's going to basically show him the wrath of the bee, okay? That's what I thought anyway. So... I don't know. I just feel like Beyonce, give us a documentary on how you how you're feeling today since the whole lemonade fiasco. Like, where's your, what headspace are you in now? How are you? What's up? What was was it really true? Like, did he really really cheat? You know? Well, I guess he did because he did have an album called Four Forty Four, and he has a song called 444 and he speaks about how he was apologetic to Beyonce and no woman should know more than she does which is true which is so true no woman should know more than your queen never give these side chicks that type of power man I understand that stop treating these side chicks like they're so important. They are what they are if they choose to even be in that, situ- in that situation. Let me see. I see Hold Up was a nice song, but again, I just feel like 
Beyonce was doing too much with that Jamaican type of feel. I just feel like it's cool for singers to kind of branch off into different type of styles, but when you overdo it, to me, it's not cool. It just loses freshness. So, number two on my list is her album, Four. And yes, it was titled Four. Beyonce Beyonce loves the number four. Her birthday is September 4th. Her husband, Jay-Z, was born December 4th. And they were actually married on April the 4th. So yeah, number four is her favorite number. This album didn't really chart as great as the other albums did. Beyonce released a song called Who Runs the World? And I guess nobody was really running to go grab that album when that song dropped. I will say that in the beginning, that was not my favorite song. It sounded like she was throwing some lyrics together and putting the different tracks together. So the fans wasn't really too crazy about it. And I guess I wasn't either. It's really funny how the music industry can actually turn on you one moment you are the best artist you're amazing and if one song flops they're quick to try to make you quit but in Beyonce's case they were saying well why don't we just try to just scrap this album and record an album with Destiny's Child and I do like Beyonce's confidence She was like, no, I will not do that. I'm going to promote this album. And so at the MTV Awards, that's when Beyonce announced that she was pregnant with Blue Ivy. She was on stage performing Love on Top. And she said, I'm just happy, you know, the love I have grown inside of me. And she was rubbing her stomach indicating that she was pregnant and I was kind of surprised because as you know you can't believe everything you hear but it was rumors swirling around that her and Jay-Z split up around that time because that she didn't want to have any children she wasn't ready to have kids she kind of wanted to focus on her career a little longer so I was kind of surprised that Beyonce announced that she was pregnant on MTV Awards, although I was also happy. Like, okay, Beyonce is pregnant because also there were so many rumors always going around that she was pregnant. Beyonce is pregnant. She's pregnant. She's pregnant. You turn around. Beyonce is pregnant. I'm like, my God, okay, how many times we all just... (laughs) How many times will you keep on reporting that this girl is pregnant? Let her be. When she want to have a child, she will. First, you guys forced her to get married. And then all of a sudden, 
finally she decides to get married and now all of a sudden now I want to have a child. When she first got married to Jay-Z, she was 27 years old and the media is saying, you're going to have a baby? And she's like, I have years for that. I'm not ready for no babies right now. I have a nephew. I can play with him, take him back home, and I'm good. And I respect that. But, yeah, she was pregnant with Blue Ivy when she was 30 years old. And, of course, Blue Ivy, she was, Blue Ivy was born that following year. So... In 2012 so who run the world came out and again that was not her biggest hit at that time but when she performed it at the award show everybody fell in love with it So after Beyonce announced her pregnancy, the album sales skyrocket. <laughs> Amazing, right? Because again, we're excited. Our Queen B is having a little baby B. I'm just being so silly. But yeah, she's, you know, giving birth. She's gonna have Blue Ivy. So we're excited about that. I also love that song called I Miss You. I love the way she would harmonize on the tracks when she has her soprano and alto parts together on the verses i thought that was so beautiful and so creative the only one i know the only person the only singer i know who has actually done that was mariah carey she's the only singer i know who would actually sing a verse and you hear the alto and the soprano verses together. So, yeah, I, I do like that song a lot. That's one of my favorite songs by Beyonce. My father loved that song called Love on Top. He loves that song. I do too, but it's not my favorite, but I do. <laughs> I like that song because he loves that song. As a matter of fact, we were on a Mother's Day boat ride. He actually requested that song to play so that my mom and him can dance to it. So, yeah, that's one of his favorite songs by her. I want to also add that I did go to a Beyonce concert back in 2009. It was the I Am Sasha Fierce concert. My mother and I went together. And I had an amazing time. Like I said, Beyonce can put on a show. She's definitely an amazing artist. She's very talented. Very talented. Very, very talented. The other song I like off the album is called I Rather Die Young. I think that's a real nice, soulful R&B song it showed more of her soulful side I think that was really beautiful you know and she had a song called Let's Start Over which is also another more of an R&B type of type of swag I'm not going to say it's my worst song it's not my favorite song but I do like it <laughs> 
Let me see. When Beyonce was on Good Morning America and she was performing, I was in tears because I thought to myself, I, I didn't make it as a singer, but it feels so great to know that someone in my age group made it. There she is. She fought hard to make her dream come true. So, Beyonce, you got this. You're amazing. And when she was singing the, um, no, 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 no. Um, I said the wrong song. The best thing I've ever had. <laughs> Everybody was always wondering, who is Beyonce talking about in this song? Like, who is she talking about? But you never know. It could just be a song. But my other favorite song off that album is called End of Time. I love that song. I love the beat. I love everything about it. I love when she performed it live. I love that song. That song is amazing. Now, the the song I don't like off that album it's called Party. I don't really care for that song too much. I didn't like the the tracks that were used in the song. I just didn't really care for that song. The only part I like is when Kanye West was saying, you know, you're dripping swag goo. That's the only thing I like in that song. But that's pretty much it. And then in the video... Beyonce did have Kelly Rowland in the video, and I felt like, wow, so after all this time, you want Kelly Rowland in the video because at that time, Kelly Rowland was doing pretty great with her song Motivation. That song was kind of killing the game, and it was like now Beyonce wants to put Kelly Rowland in a video because of that. I'm like, okay, that just seems so... I don't know just fake to me just my opinion but I didn't really care for that song I love one plus one that song is really beautiful the way she was singing it live at the American Idol I thought that was amazing I love the guitar if I'm not mistaken I think the dream actually made that song for her so, yeah, I do like that song a lot. That's one of my favorite songs by Beyonce. So, this is actually number two on my list. And I think you all know what number one is going to be. So, we're going to get right into that. All right. The number one album on my list is definitely... Dangerously in Love. Yes, Dangerously in Love. That is so... I can't even describe that album. Now, let me just be honest and tell you guys this. When Beyonce was actually advertising Crazy in Love... I did not care. I was really kind of irritated because of all the things that was going on in the Destiny's Child camp. 
I thought to myself, of course, Beyonce is going to go solo. Absolutely. What else is new? But Big Chris actually went and bought the album for me. And he said, at least just listen to it. She kind of reminded me of you. And I said, okay, I'll listen to it. So I'm thinking, wow, crazy in love, dangerously in love. Like, I've already heard dangerously in love because that song was actually on the Destiny's Child DC3 album, which is their third album. And crazy in love, I'm thinking, wow, I don't know, that's too much going on. Crazy in love, dangerously in love. (laughs) So anyway, Beyonce actually pushed her album back because Kelly Rowland was pretty hot back in 2002. She just finished receiving lots of love from her song with Nelly called The Lemma. And so her record label was kind of pushing her to hurry up to record her album and put it out there. And I remember around that time when Beyonce and Jay-Z, that's the only interview they ever, that's the only interview they've ever done together. So Beyonce and Jay-Z was on 106 and Solange was actually performing on stage. And I thought that was great. I thought, okay, Beyonce is showing love to her camp. She showing love to Kelly. She's showing love to Solange. They getting it going with their careers so they asked Beyonce when's your album gonna drop and she said I don't know probably in March it's you know it's gonna be out and I really wasn't too excited about it I thought okay whenever it come out it'll come out really it's how I felt (laughs) so to be honest with you I did fall in love with that album I thought, wow, every track, every track on that album was amazing. She recorded, if I'm not mistaken, uh, 100 songs for that album. I know she was saying that I might actually release another album at the end of the year. I don't know yet, but she decided to actually wait, and that's when she recorded basically decided to get back with Destiny's Child and they came out with Destiny's Fulfilled in 04. So I am kind of curious if any songs from that album, the ones that she did not release, did we ever hear those songs? But I was going to say this. When Dangerously in Love came out, I felt like I was connecting with Beyonce. I felt like, wow, Beyonce is growing up now. It was like Destiny's Child were like our, well, my like best friend. Like these girls can relate to me. I can't really talk to them, but they're talking back to me through a song, you know? And now here's Beyonce about to show me how crazy in love she is and how she was really just showing her dance moves in the videos and she was really basically 
letting the world know I'm here to stay. Every song on that album was soulful. It was it was pure. It seemed like she took her time to record every song. The song that she did with Big Boy was amazing. I love that song. It's called Pop Star. I like that. So the only she did have Missy Elliott on Signs. And I did, somebody did say, wow, signs, did she sleep with everybody? <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't think that she slept with everybody from every different sign. I think it's a song and it's just a nice song to have fun to. Although I was kind of curious and I'm sure everyone else was too about who was this Pisces that hurt Beyonce <laughs> but we'll probably never know who that is so I do love I love signs speechless was Beyonce's way of saying yeah I'm about to become a little more sensual more sexual and she did that yeah that song was amazing I was like, wow, I can fall in love with this. I think I played that album over and over and over. I think I bought a couple of copies of that album because I played that album out. So that album was amazing. And I kept praying and hoping that she would do an album somewhat similar to that. But I guess I'm lucky to have I Am. So that's more of the R&B type of feel that she had. The song called Daddy is such a beautiful song because I can relate to that myself. When I was a kid, my father would take me on a bike ride and he would come home from work every night and we were happy to see him and he would give us a hug and give us a kiss and He would even cook dinner for us as well. My parents took turns. There was no, okay, there was no gender roles (laughs) in that sense. You know, everybody did everything. So I can relate to that song to be happy that a real man is stepping up to the plate and being a real father to his children. And I know it was a part in the song when she said, I called you crying because of my tattoo. For me, it would be, I called you and I, I said I was pregnant with my first child. And my father just said, congratulations. You know, I just wanted to make sure I had to let her know, he, let her know that I, I'm pregnant, you know. Um, and I named my son after him. It's, you know, Christopher Anthony. So when Beyonce says, I want my unborn son to be like my daddy, I want my husband to be like my daddy, I relate to that. You know, I can. Because my father, believe me, we have our disagreements. He's a Leo. I'm a Scorpio. So we kind of <laughs> bump heads. And he could be a bit confrontational. But. When it's all said and done, my father is an amazing man. And I will, I see why most times girls, you know, dating someone similar to their father. 
So that song, Daddy, is a song I can relate to, and I think it's really beautiful. And it just kind of showcased to me how much Beyonce was really in love with Jay-Z. It was like, wow, that is like, it seemed so pure. It seemed like she was so young and she was so happy. And there's a song on that album called A Gift from Virgo, when she talks about the weeks they spent together and how it wasn't long enough. And when they had their first kiss, how it wasn't long enough. It was just really a, a beautiful song and it was real R&B and I just feel like with that she was just showing us her different ranges she was showing us that she's here to stay like I said she got that soul and I kind of wanted to hear more of that in her other albums and I understand that certain singers want to kind of stay with the times because you kind of want to keep making that money but I mean, it's one thing I will say, it just proves that Beyonce can pretty much sing anything. So that's a beautiful thing, but I kind of want her to come back to that R&B type of feel and give us a little more of that every once in a while. Around that time, she did sing one of Luther Benjamin's songs because he was kind of, he was sick and a lot of artists got together and did a song, did a CD singing his songs. On her album, she actually recorded a song with Luther Bandross. It was a remake, The Closer I Get to You, Roberta Flack and Donny Hathaway. They actually were the ones that made that song first. And I will say this, in most cases, when singers remake a song, it really is horrible. I don't, I'm thinking to myself, please don't do that again. But with this song right here, it was really beautiful. When I would actually hear people say, this is a new song with Beyonce. Now, I only heard a clip of it. And let me just say this. When you hear a clip of a song, you can tell if that song is a go. Because that song was definitely a go. I was like, this is beautiful. So beautiful. And again, I get it. Singers. Rappers, they had to kind of stay with the times to keep making their money. But I say go back to what you feel comfortable with as well. Go back to to where you feel you can just kind of be yourself. And I just feel like with this new Beyonce, it's just more of a rap battle to me. It's just more of a I'm trying to just compete with the younger artists. I just don't feel like she's really being her authentic self. Or maybe she is, and we just didn't know it. Maybe that whole R&B, laid-back, mellow facade was just that. And maybe Jay-Z is helping her kind of be more more Beyonce, the rapper. Because that's what it seemed like to me. But I hope that you all have enjoyed my video again. These are my opinions. It's not facts. So, Beyonce stands, please do not be so angry with me. If you have any questions or comments about this particular segment, feel free to send me a message on Anchor, or you can also send me a message on Instagram 
or on Facebook. Again, you guys, I have no way of controlling anything. These are just my opinions, only just what I observe when it comes to music. I like great music. I like to be able to sit back and put my feet up and just just hear a beautiful song, you know, just take over my soul. I really like that. Or if a song is so amazing that I want to get up and just dance, I want to be able to enjoy that. And I'm going to also say this. A person that's always yelling and screaming is not always the best singer. You yelling and screaming does not make you the best singer in the world. So when people say, oh, that's not a diva, she she's not really singing, that's not true. Sometimes the best singers are the ones that actually make you sit back and listen to that melodic sound, make you sit down and just pay attention. And to be fair, I will say that Beyonce had that. She can't actually belt out some amazing songs. She's she's definitely a singer. She definitely does put her time into her work. So I do kind of laugh when she was saying in certain interviews that Sasha does things that she can't do. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't know if I, if I don't believe that. <laughs> but Beyonce knows better than anybody else because she is her. Although I will say that when I was watching Dangerously in Love behind the scenes and they were showing her in a studio recording Naughty Girl, which is also one of my favorite songs by her as well. She sounded amazing. She was able to kind of go into that beautiful falsetta and able to kind of belt that out. And she was saying, oh, that sounds crazy. I'm like, girl, that sounds amazing. No lie. So she's one of the few singers that can kind of belt it out, and she is one that can do an amazing falsetta. So anyway, you guys, thank you all for tuning in to my episode. I am Nicole Winston. May God bless you all. And again, if you have any comments or questions or concerns, feel free to reach out to me through those platforms, Instagram, Anchor, or Facebook. May God bless.